Hello, everyone, and welcome to One Kill Bar Podcast, episode 284. I'm Benjamin Yoder, here today to talk to you about a very particular type of video game this week. I am out of town, and so I need to talk about things that are not news and things like that. So recently, I sat down and played through a chunk of rhythm games. Uh, well, I played through Samba de Amigo already, and we talked a little bit about that a couple podcasts ago. But I also played through um, two games. Mad Maestro and Gal Metal. So we'll be talking about those two games today. We also have a Patreon question here that is somewhat musically oriented too. So today is going to be our music game podcast. Um, um, so please enjoy that. And 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 hopefully uh, next week we'll be back to, to, to usual. Again, we're getting towards the end of the year though. So things are going to be kind of quieting down a little bit. But um, I've been playing shorter games recently. So that's been kind of good fodder to kind of fill in uh, some of the these spaces where news is lacking now and things like that too. So anyways, but thank you so much for coming. If you don't know what's going on right now and why I'm recording episode early this weekend that has already passed by the time you're hearing this, um, I was doing a panel at KomoriCon um, about buying or uh, uh, collecting games on a budget and staying positive. So by the time you're hearing this, that's already done. That was on Sunday. Um, however, next week I have another panel locally in town, um, and that's going to be about buying Dojin games. Or not buying Dojin games, do- buying Dojin goods from Japanese artists online, uh, directly mostly, rather than doing like secondhand sales per se. So um, that's kind of the big thing going on right now. But the sake of for the sake of today, I'll be out of town uh, this Monday, and I've been been out of town since Thursday. So. By the time you're hearing this, I'm not back yet, but I will be back later this night, basically. And we will stream at the usual time this week on Thursday, so uh, go ahead and look forward to that. What we're going to be doing yet, I'm not quite sure, to be honest. Um, So please enjoy whatever we end up doing, I guess. Uh, That's going to be Thursday at 7 p.m. So, all that stuff aside, video games. I played them. We're going to talk about them today. Uh, Mad Maestro also known as Bravo Music in Japan, I'm actually playing the Japanese version of this game, Um, is a really cute-looking PS2 rhythm game. Um, If you don't know what this series is, it's about basically a conductor, essentially. So you play as a conductor, and you, you collect... A bunch of like people to be a part of your um your your band and i will say uh, i will say if, if you do plan to play this game you know you, you probably should be aware that uh there is some like racial character caricature stuff in this game so heads up on that at the very least um so but uh but otherwise it's a fairly cute game and and it's a really unique rhythm game because in, in, it's essentially a one-button rhythm game. That's not 100% true, but essentially it's a one-button rhythm game. You just basically press any of the four face buttons in time with the tempo of the game. Um, and there's occasionally, sometimes you'll need to put like, push like a direction on the D-pad too, along with that button, but it's very, very rare for the most part. Um, so what it really focuses on is the PS2's pressure-sensitive buttons. Now, if you don't know about the PS2's pressure-sensitive buttons, I would not blame you. It's not something that's really talked about that often. Um, Essentially, the face buttons, or at least the four main face buttons on the PS2, have different pressure sensitivity checks. So it can tell if you're lightly pressing the button versus doing a a medium press and doing like a heavy press kind of thing. Um, the, The big criticism about it, though, always was that like you couldn't really feel the difference. It's not like the GameCube analog triggers where you can kind of like control how far you're pushing and pulling that trigger in. You know, the PS2 button's still the PS2 button, so it really just comes down to how hard you're smacking it. There's no real depth in between kind of thing. So this game 
basically asks you to either lightly press the button on the controller, do a more normal button press, and then do a hard button press. And so when you go around this thing, you're pressing that one button. Um, the the cir- outline of the circle that this uh, orb kind of goes between basically changes to how hard you should be pressing the button. And it is a really interesting thing because when it works, it feels really good. Um, basically, the harder you press the button, the louder the sound effect is of the of the note that you're hitting with your or you're you're telling your band to play, I guess. Um, but then, like the lighter it gets, the lighter it gets. So you know, as you're playing through this largely classical music, as the song gets quieter, you're doing these like light taps on the controller button, and then when the song is really bombastic, you're like you know slamming that button in like bam 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 bam, and it like real feels really good. Um, um, when it works, uh, I do think like the sound level changes can feel a little abrupt though. Sometimes it doesn't feel super natural going between like a, a, a normal and a heavy. I feel like it should be a more rounded kind of upward sound change rather than just like a, here's the normal sound. Now here's the loud sound. Just makes it kind of feel a little, uh, janky a little bit, but it, 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 it's a game that, um, I think, maybe relies very, very heavily on that novelty to, to, to really, uh, be, be good per se. I, 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 I'm not a rhythm game person. Um, but the impression I get from it, and it's always hard for me to like talk about like what, what a rhythm game person who's going to like grind out a rhythm game in an arcade or something like that's going to want. But the impression I get is that it is, it maybe doesn't have the depth needed and like pattern recognition that you need. Cause it has more about, honing in the sensitivity of that button um which can be really really hard because like i said the ps2 controller does not give you a lot of feedback regarding that so there's a meter on the right side of the screen that shows you how hard the button is when you pressed it but obviously you know seeing how hard how hard you press the button on a, a note doesn't help you if you've already pressed it too hard right that's uh, that note has been missed so you you basically have to use it to kind of correct yourself and move um you know move up and down based off um, you know, uh, uh, how hard you hit it and things like that. And, and there's a very clear indicator that they give you that's like, hey, you hit this too hard or you hit this too soft kind of thing. Um, and and getting it, like doing hard notes is easy because you just basically smack it as hard as you want. But the, the normal and easy notes, it's really hard to figure out what the line is between those two and what makes the most sense to do. And sometimes you'll go from, uh, from like, you know, go from normal to hard on accident. Sometimes you go from, from normal to easy or light on accident with those button presses. And when you're jumping back and forth between like multiple pressure sensitivity notes, um, it can get really hard to keep that stuff in track. Like I found like if, if a song was asking me to do a certain note at a certain pressure, pressure sensitivity, like four or five times, it was fine. But it was once you get to like, you know, going between light, hard, medium, light, heavy, medium, hard, like, like once you start getting where it's not, there's not like a pattern you're following anymore, it can get like really throw you out of whack with it. So maybe somebody can actually learn uh, to do that. I personally, was not able to play through the game on normal mode. I just found it way too hard initially, at least. Um, I, I only played the, maybe the first two on normal, and I was like, I, I want to try. I want to see what this is like on easy because I'm I'm really struggling um, with this because the game has a pretty strict scoring uh, system where it's like the it doesn't really even matter how successful you were throughout the whole song. All it's really checking is the last note, where it's like, are you in a good standing on this last note? So if you are you know, get through a song and you're like good 95% of the way, but then you miss like the last, you know, 
four or five sections, it can basically prevent you from, from, uh, you know, finishing a song essentially. So it's really strict in that regard. And my, the biggest difference I noticed between normal and easy was literally just like scoring. It seemed like the scoring was way more lenient in the, um, the easy one in terms of like, you have like this meter that you're like moving up and down between like an angel status and a devil status. And, and on easier, you just have a lot more leniency to stay up at the angel status. If you hit, if you miss um, more notes. So for me, it just is like, it doesn't change the gameplay experience. It just kind of changes how, how much I can move forward. That was my impression. I get I admittedly, I did not like sit there and do a bunch of research to say if like absolutely nothing changes otherwise, but that was like when I sat down and played songs side by side on easy and normal, that's the big thing I noticed. So I ended up playing it through it on easy because it was pretty challenging, but I thought it was really satisfying to play it on easy. And, you know, you do get ranks and stuff at the end. But for me, for for a game like that, that doesn't really matter um, that much. And there's like a child mode. So if you if, if you even struggle on easy, which I definitely failed songs on easy, um, you can actually go through with child mode and make it like even even more of a straightforward walkthrough. Um what I really want out of rhythm games like this usually is just like a story. Um, that's not always true, but some kind of progression is always a big help for a rhythm game for me. And that's one thing that this game has. It basically has like, I think it's like 12 story events, basically. And kind of the whole story is that you are in town and there's this music hall that's going to be shutting down. And so you have to gather together people to basically prevent the music hall from shutting down. So it's very like elite beat agents-ish where like, there's some kind of problem happening somewhere. And then so you show up there and basically, uh, you know, get, play the music to 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 make the situation better. And as long as you succeed, you know, the situation is better. And they basically join your little band or whatever. And then uh, and you do that like 12 or so times. Now, what's fun about these is that, you know, there's not a lot of connection between them which I'm okay with. Like the only connection is just the fact that you're trying to, you know, save this one, um, uh, musical hall. Um, but all the scenes are very like short and they're like really diverse in settings and characters. So it feels more like you're, you're kind of dropping into like the storybook all of a sudden and you're playing music for this character. And that's kind of like the little storybook session and everything kind of gets wrapped up within that one song for the most part. You do revisit most of the areas. Um, once I think it's every single one you visit at least one more time. Um, and, and there's like a secondary story with another character, but for the most part, it's, it's all very short. So I think it, it, it doesn't overstay its welcome with like dialogue and stuff like that. Um, maybe the most dialogue is once you kind of get your initial set of bandmates, um, they, they have like little conversations in town or in the, uh, in your like office, I guess. I don't know where you're at really. You're like, <laughs> the menu is like the character just like sitting in a chair, just like lounging there while staring at like a fairy kind of thing. It's, it's kind of a really weird menu, but you know, basically characters start to pop up there and things like that. And they have their little dialogue segment where they're like, how can we find somebody else who likes music? And it's like very stilted. I think I, maybe harsh is the right word in terms of like the, the, how the voice acting is. It's very super stereotypical accents or like the voice acting is like almost like kids, children book reading ish in some ways. I don't think it's necessarily bad voice, voice acting per se, but it feels like maybe they didn't like hire voice actors. They hired people who maybe had more experience, you know, reading things and like an audio book. I don't think audio books really existed then, but 
you know, delivering, delivering like things in different methods with their voice rather than just like going and acting with voice acting kind of thing is, is the impression I got. Just felt more almost, it's the thing I always talk about with like things being like almost like play like in some ways to some games, like Babylon's Fall and Fall is 14. It just doesn't feel like a standard video game voice acting. Admittedly, you know, early 2000s voice acting for video games is not like a given per se. And even things like Final Fantasy X, you know, has its struggles with that too. So. Um, but yeah, it's a cute little story and it, and it ultimately ends with like a final performance where you give like a, uh, four song set at a, at the concert hall. And then, you know, as long as you succeed, you, you save the concert hall. It's mostly like classical vu- music for the most part. So it's not like any kind of pop music or, you know, you're not going to get music, music from like the two thousands or something like that from that regard. So, um, but, but yeah, it's really good. Um, there's like a lot, a lot of extra content that I ended up skipping up on and, and, and so I didn't end up touching that, but honestly, I think the core idea worked for me and I saw what I needed of that core idea. I think like the two hour story, I think was like a perfect amount of time to spend with that. And, you know, I personally ha- don't have any interest in going and grinding out songs. I was trying to do some reading on some of the bonus content because it does seem like there's a lot. Like if you want to grind stuff out, it seems like you will be rewarded with at least something for most of those. Um, and the one thing I saw was like the bonus game and it sounds like the bonus games are basically the songs again, but you use button inputs on the face buttons instead of pressure. I, I don't know if that's for sure, for sure, but that was like what I what I had show up when I was reading about it. But uh, there's like a game facts list of how you unlock stuff there. So if you do want to go the, the extra mile, that's the way you do it. And if you, if you want to get the Japanese version of this game, I don't know how much the US version cops. Uh, the Japanese version has all like Japanese voice act- or voice English voice acting, so you can follow up the story easily. The tutorial is all in Japanese, so I'd recommend watching the tutorial online from the English version of the game and things like that. But I plan to um eventually go and play the Christmas edition. I also picked up the Christmas edition, so I'll be doing that closer around Christmas time. So look forward to me talking about that later this year. <laughs> but very cool game. I definitely would say if you're interested in that PlayStation Two pressure sensitivity thing it's it's definitely well worth a look all right it's time welcome to the patreon corner but we're here we're gonna talk about music video game question stuff well not really music video music things in video games let's say that here in a second but just to give our little patreon plug henry dagger paul daniel discreet and jillian thank you guys so much again for supporting me the five dollar level you get bonus content i believe this week we have the kami nazo uh part three playthrough going up there so if you want to see me folding paper solving puzzles that's all going up there um but that's a five dollar level to get those bonus videos but if you do the patreon you also can ask a question like jillian has this week which is what video game sound effects are permanently carved into your head i have a lot of these i also like have animations in games that like get carved in my head too like 3d model animations i think about them a lot honestly like, I don't know. It's it's really weird. I, I, I have burned certain moves in my head for some reason. I don't really know why that's happened. But anyways, sound though, um, there's a few big ones. One is the game Lost in Shadow for the Wii. This is one of, the, I think, the last Hudson Soft games before they got purchased out by Konami, if I'm correct on that. Um, it was a really cool 2D platform that was based off like light and dark. And unfortunately, I only ever rented it. It's pretty expensive now. Um, but it is a really cool game. If you're looking for cool Wii games, definitely check that one out. Um, but there are like these shadow eyes throughout the game. And, um, when you collect a shadow eye, it makes a sound that's like, and, um, I really loved the sound and it stuck with me for a long time. And so when I first got my first smartphone, probably like two or three years later, 
Um, that was the sound effect I had for my text message noises. Now, nowadays I just turn off all sound notifications on my phone other than a phone call. So, so even though like I will put special ring things and things like that, sometimes like I never hear any of it. So I just kind of stopped doing it. I think with my newest phone, I didn't replace anything on there. Um, because I just, you know, it, it was not something I was hearing ever. So I just stopped uh, bothering, but that, that noise, that is a sound effect I really love. I also have a voice clip that gets stuck in my head. I always forget exactly where this comes from, but I'm almost certain that it comes from uh, Dirge of Cerberus, Final Fantasy VII. Vincent, the game's protagonist, the guy with the gun with the red cape in Final Fantasy VII, has a melee attack in that game. Um, now, the melee attack differs between regions. I'm pretty sure this is from the U.S. version of the game, or at least the international version in, in general. Um, and when Vincent attacks in the air he has a different grunt than when he attacks on the ground. When he attacks on the ground, I think it's like, <laughs> kind of thing, right? Like a very traditional, like, I feel like I'm, I'm breathing out while I'm swiping a sword kind of thing. I mean, he's not using a sword. He's using like his claw hand or whatever, but it feels a lot like that. Um, but I believe, and I did not go back and double check. So I'm just hoping I'm right about this. I believe when he's in the, when he's in the air, he has like a hot sound. So he goes, ha, 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 ha kind of thing and so like i i get that noise stuck in my head of like ha 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 kind of thing of him and um i feel like the last hit in the combo might be a little bit different of like a sound i can't remember for sure but that that is another noise that has stuck with me um so so yeah but that's for sound effects i thought it'd be fun to talk about a couple other things as well for this um one is to talk about one time when i was probably a young adult um i was setting stuff up in my room, my GameCube was in like the corner of my room kind of thing. And so I hooked my GameCube up and everything. You know, I, I think I just unpacked it from like traveling or something like that. Cause I used to bring my GameCube around with me a lot. Um, so maybe it's closer to when I was like a late teenager kind of thing. And um, I had my GameCube on the desk. I set it up and plugged everything in and I powered it on. And when I powered it on, I turned and like went to my laptop to do something. And in my head, I swore i heard the sound right the 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 gamecube startup sound i swore i heard that sound and then i turned around and the gamecube was completely powered off it wasn't even plugged in but like in my head that sound happened i was just like yeah i don't know what happened why i was convinced that sound occurred but yeah, it was, it was something that was just really bizarre because I could have sworn, like I would have bet money on it that I turned around and that GameCube would have been powered on. And I was like, I heard the noise, but apparently no, my brain just generated the noise because I expected it kind of thing. So, so yeah. And the last thing here is actually a song that pops up in my head very often. I don't know how long this has been going on, but there's a Mario Party 7 song called Sail the Canal. Um, it's a obnoxious beautiful song uh, and uh, the reason it probably got stuck in my head is because Giant Bomb was playing through all the Mario Party games and so the, the level they played had the Sail the Canal theme for Mario Party 7 and you know they're doing like 50 turn Mario Party games and they're all really long and so they're like hours and hours into this Mario Party mini game and then like the entire time this really obnoxious sounding song is playing and at some point they like start singing it together <laughs> at some point. And like, I think all that together just like mashed that thing into my head in a way that like literally I will wake up some mornings and just the first thing I think about is 
the sail of the canal song in Mario Party. So, so yeah, that's just one of those weird things for me. So, anyways, weird sound music stuff with me in video games. Uh, I think that's I don't know. It's just kind of interesting to see like what sticks with you, right? Um, it, you never know what what's gonna like. Like, the weird dirge of Cerberus attacking noise. Why is that something I've been thinking about since 2006? I don't know. But that is something that was locked in my head and continues to be locked in my head. And hopefully I'm remembering correctly that that is what that's from. But I think about the actual noise way more than I think about dirge of Cerberus, I'm sure. So... Anyways, thank you again for supporting me on the Patreon. Um, like I said last week, this 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 week that we had the podcast, you couldn't ask the different questions. So Jillian just got locked in for this week. But next week... Monday, or the day you're hearing this Monday, um, there will be a post going up at 3 p.m. Pacific time, and um, and you'll be able to uh, uh, ask a question there if you want. Otherwise, we'll have Jillian's question in there as well. So feel free to do that on the Patreon if you want to ask me a question to answer on the podcast. Like I said, all music this week. We're going to jump right into the next game here. Gal Metal. I talked about this game a long time ago, so if you're like Ben... Why are you talking about Gal Metal again? I put it down for a long time and only recently picked it up. But Gal Metal for the Nintendo Switch is like a really early game on the Switch that was really standout. Maybe it wouldn't have standed out so much today given the diversity of content on the Switch now. But early on, I think it really stood out because it has this really cute, simple style. It's basically about um, this uh, boy and girl who basically, well, it's more like the the boy like kind of ends up in the girl's body and the girl is like, Uh, like she's still there but she's like just a ghost voice kind of thing and then aliens invade the planet basically and he has to like (laughs) get together with her metal band and basically play music to drive off the 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 aliens and it has this very like uh motion comic manga style that's um that's really really cute and looks really fun and there's like a ton of fun sound effects and stuff and visually it's just like if you are interested in games that do interesting things visually and cute things as well um, I, I think it's one of the best uses of that kind of like motion manga format in a video game that that I've played. And, and the story, while it has like a, a through line with like the aliens coming and invading and you fighting them off with metal, um, it feels very like four coma ish where like, you know, if you don't know what four coma is, they're basically like short stories kind of thing and manga that are only four panels long kind of thing. A lot of it feels like that where a lot of the story points do not linger very long and often they don't necessarily relate to what's happening in the main story. She's like, here's this thing. We're going to talk about this and we're going to go through it real quick and then it's going to go away. The the conversation's over and you'll never hear about it again kind of thing. It's just super cute, very charming. And and in general, I think it's just like a really feel good game because it does have kind of... um, like a level of optimism to it in, in terms of like, you know, the aliens are invading and stuff like that. And, and everyone's very positive about it. And like it, the story does go places, but it never, it never devolves into anything like really kind of um, depressing or anything like that. It is always positive about the outlook of most things for the most part. So even, even that things get really bad in the, uh, the wars with the aliens thing. So very, very cute kind of thing. However, um, so I mean, I led with that. Cause that is probably my favorite part of the video game where you basically just kind of like have these little story sequences. Um, but there's essentially two major components to this game from a gameplay perspective. First and foremost, it is a rhythm game. Um, so, you know, being a member of the band, um, you basically are on the drums and you use the joy cons, 
you know, as like, you know, in the way that you would use a, like the Wii remote and like a game like Wii Music to play the drums kind of thing. Um, but it's not like a guitar hero or something like that, right? You're not following a set score. Essentially, every song you play has a set rhythm and you need to just hit notes to that rhythm. And the notes you do basically can make up different strings of, 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 I guess, I don't know that they're called like different strings, I guess is maybe the best way to put it. Like, Hey, you're going to do like this, these four drum hits and that gets categorized as this type of move. Then you do these two different drum hits and these different timing and pacing. That's going to categorize a different move. And there's probably around like, I'd say 30 to 40 of these, if not a little bit more um, that you can do. However, the game at no point, like during an actual play session where you're fighting the aliens will show you these. So it is something that you have to memorize yourself. There's also no visual indicator for the um, the rhythm. So, you know, at the start of the song, the drum drummer sets the rhythm by smacking the sticks together. And then that's just kind of what you got to kind of go with. And then anything else is just going to come from the song itself from you listening kind of thing. Um, so thankfully, you know, well, I, I kind of appreciate this approach because it is more of a freeform approach. It's like, hey, just play the drums how you want. And as long as you're playing it in different ways and diversifying your moves up enough, you know, you'll get a good score kind of thing, right? And if you take the time, there's like practice sessions you can do and things like that. And you can definitely memorize these rhythms and things like that. But I just didn't find much of a payoff personally in doing that. And so I ultimately just kind of went into the Alien songs, just kind of hoping for the best. And thankfully, it, it's a very easy game. Um, so basically, there's like three basic rhythms that the game kind of introduces you to at the start. And throughout the whole game, as long as you're switching between those three basic rhythms, you can beat basically every fight. It's, it is, there's no challenge there. You know, obviously, if you want to get a good ranking, you'll have to actually do the other rhythms. But if you basically just switch between the three different things, you know, you'll, you'll win. It's not very fun to do that. Um, I think this is one of those cases where, like, you need to be very dedicated to learning those drum rhythms and learning those, um, those patterns if you want to get some value out of the gameplay. And I think there's the possibility. I did go read some reviews online. Even I think one reviewer, this is like probably a year or so ago, so ago I read about this. So it's not super fresh in my mind. But one review I remember was a drummer and he said he just like, it, it wasn't, it wasn't flexible enough for him to like do anything super interesting with. So I, I really wonder if it's like a situation where they try to add it so you could be flexible, but it's not flexible enough that like, somebody who is a real drummer would would get much out of it but it's also not rigid enough that somebody like me who's jumping into this and i've never had interest in drumming beyond this video game um can really get into it either so i don't know if there's like a middle ground in between of somebody who kind of fits that 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 position or not but i can definitely at least respect the idea and you know even though you're kind of doing these drum rhythms and like if you're just going between the three simple ones like Again, it's not very satisfying at all, but like visually, the visuals are very fun in the, in the background at the very least. So you can just sit there and kind of, um, you know, appreciate the visuals while you sit there and try to make sure that you're jumping between uh, different uh, moves to make sure you're multiplying your score and things like that. But again, super, super easy to actually get through. Um, so yeah, it's just not a great, very fun part of the game. Thankfully, the game is pretty short. However, um, the majority of the game, you're really going to be spending looking at a um, map. Um, basically between, uh, different, uh, uh, sessions, 
um, or, or, or I guess in, in the chapters, there's like different da- there's multiple days that are like in a chapter. So it'll be like the aliens are going to come invade in like three or four days or something like that. So you're going to spend three or four days basically, um, going around town and either doing part-time work for different places, hanging out at a place, talking to someone or practicing if you want as well. And, and all these other than practicing, all these are not interactive things. So you just choose to do it. And then like you see your character kind of like bouncing up and down while they're working at the, the, the video store or something like that. And then they get like a uh, points or something. And those points kind of help you in, in the drum game aspect, because I was not actually like playing a bunch of different notes and stuff. I just basically focused on any kind of stats that were stats that would be kind of passively help us so like it, there's some things that are like hey the enemies attack less often or something like that because sometimes the enemies will attack during the song and you have to use your um your uh what's it called the the symbols to uh to d- stop them from attacking which i again i didn't really find it to be necessary per se it's like a fun little wrinkle but it doesn't really show up enough and like when it is there even if you miss it it doesn't seem like that big of a deal kind of thing so but you have all these stats, and I don't really know how much those stats matter, to be honest with you. Um, so I really focused more on just going around and uh, building relationship with the other bandmates. So basically, the bandmates will either be working their job, or they'll just be hanging out somewhere, and you can go do something with them, and it'll basically build up a friendship level with them. You get cute little scenes once you get like certain friendship you know, benchmarks where a character will be like, you know, it's it's nothing important. It's like you go into like a store. There's like one girl is like a scientist girl, and she's like, "Hey, like band leader, I made a robot that looks just like our friend." And then her friend comes over and is like, "I'm a robot," kind of thing. And then you get scared and like run out of the room or something like that. And that's like the whole scene. Like that that is the level of quality of content here. Like it is very very just like vi- quick quick visual humor and it's like fun to just see these girls kind of interact with each other and things like that uh but you know really really it's nothing that important in a way so um i would also say just like navigating the map itself really doesn't really do that much and again the building stats don't seem to matter that much either so like i would really say if you want to play this game really be interested in the story aspect of it and 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 i think if you focus on that you'll have a have a um uh, a good time uh just unfortunately i think the gameplay probably would have worked better as like a side mode kind of thing rather than like the the main focus i think something more traditional guitar hero-ish would like make it more accessible at the very least especially for the type of game it is it feels like a game that wanted to be appreciated by more of an accessible audience but i could be wrong maybe they had a particular niche i'd be i'd be really curious to talk to somebody who really enjoyed the game and kind of get an understanding about that so if you did really enjoy gal metal let me know in the comments because I am very curious about what a like positive feeling review of Gal Metal is when it comes to the gameplay. I think we can all agree at least the story and the characters and the art style and all that stuff are very cute and uh, and very well made and very fun to follow along in general. But yeah, it's a short game, maybe like four or five hours kind of thing. So don't expect all that much to the time. But uh, it definitely seems like a labor of love kind of thing, which is, is pretty nice. And one of the few uh, Switch games that really rely heavily on the motion controls, although there are button, button controls as well. So anyways... That's it for this week. Thanks for coming. Again, kind of a shorter episode, but uh, I am recording this literally right after the last episode and I don't have any additional things to talk about. So <laughs> so you get your two two music games and then you also get our little music uh, Patreon question. But we'll be back to normal podcasts coming next week. So go ahead and enjoy that once that time comes. Uh, the panel should be going up as long as the recording turned out fine. So look forward to that as well. Otherwise, I hope you guys have a great week. Welcome is the website. Um, and, and we're streaming every seven or every Thursday 
at 7 p.m. Pacific time for now. I think that might change soon where we go a little earlier, but for now, it should be 7 p.m. Pacific time. So anyways, hope you have a great weekend. Week. <laughs> Bye.